Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible Study, 7 p.m., and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on 99.5 FM on your radio dial or kkla.com uh, for internet connection around the world. Not only will you find us there, but you'll find us on the iHeart uh, radio app as well as Amazon, Apple Play, and many other social platforms. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We're in the book of Genesis. My prayer is that you have had a, a blessed day, a blessed evening, or a blessed morning, depending on where you are geographically located. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord God, we thank you for your love, your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for, uh, for waking us up this morning, Lord God, keeping us, giving us a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, and most of all, you've given us a mind to seek you while you can be found. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless your word this evening, Lord God, and you bless each one that tunes in, that those that are present, those that will tune in later as their uh, hours permit. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, for your kindness. Father, we pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to absorb and embrace your word, Lord Jesus, and most of all, to apply it to our lives daily. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, remember if there's anyone sick among us, Lord, touch those that are seeking and, and tearing for the Holy Ghost, that you would fill them, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for what you're going to do. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, God bless you. Thank you for, for joining in this evening. We're in the book of Genesis. We're continuing to touch what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particulars. 
the universe, earth, man, and spirit. We're touching the, the creation and a principal person who is the cosmological, the cause of all things, and the teleological, the designing mind behind everything, and that is God himself. In the book of Genesis, the 13th chapter, beginning at the, uh, at the first verse, it says, and the word, and no, not the word, it says, and Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south, even to Bethel unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and High. He went unto the place of the altar, which he had, uh, which had make there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanites and the Perizzites uh, dwelt then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, there, let there be no strife. I pray thee between me and thee and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is it not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left, then I'll go to the right. And if thou go to the right, then I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes, and behold, all the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, but before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest out of Zar. Then Lot uh, chose all chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed eastward, and they separated themselves the one from another. Want to talk about calling upon the Lord. The Bible said Abram called on the Lord. You know, um, there was a movie some years ago and, and they've remade it since then. Uh, but um, Ray Parker Jr. was famous for singing one of the, the lead songs in it, and that was Who You Gonna Call? And they would say Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? You know, I think that's a legitimate question to ask is who are you going to call? Abram called upon the Lord, but who are you calling? Some people isolate themselves from the Lord. They isolate themselves from the Lord until there is a need. Then they call on the Lord. There's, there's a problem. My baby is sick. I'm going to call on the Lord. I've been diagnosed with the condition. Oh, I'm going to church now. I ain't been to church in a while. Uh, maybe one on a holiday, maybe. Uh, but uh, 
now the there's a diagnose and not sure about the antidote, you know, whatever the doctor may be given, given into it, but I'm going to call upon the Lord now, you know, and the list of, of situations, personal self gratifications and different things continue on uh, before they even begin to call. But once a problem comes, then they want to call on the Lord. It's important that each of us examine this and our and the lack of motivation for calling upon him. As we have traveled through Genesis, uh, the third chapter, um, let's take a look at that. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because it was evening, the cool of the day. Uh, it was a well-known time things not too busy usually in about the 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 evening people, things are dying down you know at least in certain parts at certain times uh, maybe not so much today and our day and time but then you know people are so busy with technology and different things and uh, fun and games that they in agendas but things usually calm down Right now, things are a lot calmer than what they were earlier today. And so it was an opportunity that the Lord God himself saw. And and so he the voice, his voice, Adam heard his voice in the garden. And he said, we I'm afraid within himself. He said, I'm afraid. And he confessed, I was afraid. Are you hiding like Adam and Eve? People are hiding. They don't want to, they feel that ignorance of the law is an excuse. When, when ignorance of the law is no excuse. If you run a stop sign, uh, you can, no, there's no excuse. If as a result of running that stop sign, it, it could result in a fine. It can result in imprisonment. It can even result in death. And there's no excuse because of the fact we're supposed to be observant in what we're doing. We're supposed to be observant in how we're doing. We're supposed to be observant of where we are. Uh, we're supposed to be watching and praying. The Bible said watch and pray. So that means make an observation of what's going on around you. There was a time that they stood openly, but not now. They are amongst the trees. They're hiding. Adam said, I, I heard you. Others today could say, I heard the Lord. I, you know, I, I've heard it through the years where people have said that before they committed a certain act, they heard, they felt an unction. They were, they were discouraged uh, as far as what they was about to do, not to do it. And they went on and they had to pay the consequences for their actions. Adam said, I heard you. I was afraid. I was naked. 
I hid myself. He gave all these excuses. Is any of these your excuse is what we have to question. Am I, did I hear him? And we know God speaks loud enough for us to hear even when he whisper. I was afraid, why am I afraid? I was naked, why am I embarrassed? What am I embarrassed about? And where could I actually run and hide from the Lord, but yet I wanna, I wanna hide? Well, I figure if I don't go to church, then I'm hidden from the people. Now, I won't be convicted by them. And it's not that anyone have time to be judgmental and convict you. The word of God judges all of us. The Bible said that judgment begins in my house. So it begins at God's house for all of us. The Bible goes on to, to let us know that, you know, just as them, Adam and Eve, that you just don't want to be bothered with him. That, that's, that's really how some things are. People make their own choice. They make a decision. They don't want to include God in their day-to-day -day activity. They don't want to include him in their night activity. They don't want to include him. And so it, God respects that decision. Not agreeing that it is the, it's not the best decision, but it's the individual's decision. And since we've been given the freedom of choice, then who can dispute that? Uh, no one can. It's a choice that all of us make if I'm going to include uh, the Lord in my day to day. Am I going to call upon the name of the Lord? Am I going to have fellowship with him? Am I going to call him as much as I text everyone else? When I was uh, driving across the 91 on my way uh, back to into Corona, uh, I just happened to look over and see this gentleman in a nice vehicle. Uh, but I also saw his head hung down. And you kind of know now that when people are looking down that they're looking at their phone. And so um, unless he spilled something in his lap or he just like looking down at himself, it usually people are texting, you know, and they think <laughs> and they, they think that um, that no one sees them. Uh, prior to my bucket that I'm driving now, I was driving a, a truck, so I had a little more height and I could look down into people cars and see what they were doing just as well. And not that I was trying to be nosy or anything, but people are constantly communicating with others. And it's not that some of the things that we're talking about is not important, at least not that important where we have to do it right then as the thought hit our mind. Has the Lord crossed your mind and did he receive the same attention that we gave to others today? As I commuted out this morning, I was I was driving and I didn't turn the radio on until I was near the office. I didn't do anything but think about the Lord. And out of that, I'd received a song that I had not heard or sung in a long time because it was time to just worship and think about him. After seeing some things, experiencing some things and hearing about a few things, I've decided to make Jesus my choice, and I hope you have too. The Bible says, uh, 
that and Abram went out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and Lot, uh, his nephew, his wife, Lot, Lot was married and he had daughters. They went with him into the South. Now there was a famine. There was a famine earlier that we read about where uh, they were looking for relief and they was troubled, it, it, you know, the, and then they caused trouble themselves in the fact that they were looking for release uh, from the famine that had hit the land. The Bible speaks about the famine being terrible. You know, no one was exempt from the famine that was occurring. And so they were looking for relief. The actions of Abram and Sarah endangered the Egyptians. It, it, yeah, it got some folks in trouble. Our actions as believers that can get some people in trouble and, and not intentionally that we're that you're trying to but it's important to understand the relationship that you have with god abram was new as we might say or at least i consider him as a uh you might say a newborn yes the lord spoke with him he heard but the lord speak to Newborn. God speaks to infants. God speaks to, uh, yeah, he speaks to infants too. God knows how to deal with infants. Yes, he does. And infants receive and respond to what God has to say. Well, where did you get that from? Uh, listen, uh, the Bible said that, that Mary was pregnant with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when she went to see her cousin, Elizabeth, that when Mary... Uh, greeted, called out to her cousin, uh, Elizabeth, that the baby heard it. The baby responded to the sound of Mary's voice. So there must have been something within the voice. Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was something within the voice. Every preacher should know and understand that. It, every minister, evangelist, the, the fivefold ministry that the Lord has, has called for, there's no greater level uh, in him. He gave some apostles, some prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors for the edifying. There's a voice within the voice. And so when Mary spoke, uh, the baby heard and Elizabeth uh, said the baby leaped in her womb. The baby moved. The baby responded to what he heard. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Not, I didn't say the Holy Ghost moved upon her. The Bible said she was filled. And, and so um, infants, God knows how to deal with the infants. Let's go on. You and I know that God was able to protect them. When they went down to Egypt and on their way there, uh, Abram told Sarah, said, look, look, girl, you, you fine. I don't know what vernacular he may have used, but he expressed the fact that that you look good, you know, and the Egyptians are going to see you and they're going to want to take you as one of theirs and introduce you to Pharaoh. And they did that. And, and I believe that maybe they, they had a reputation for it because he already had looked ahead and said, this is going to happen even at their age, because when they left here uh, they, he was 75 and she was 65 and, and, uh, you know, so she was well taken care of and, and taking care of herself and looking right. 
and Abraham, I'm going to think that he was too. You know, Hollywood movies might paint the characteristics of people as being one way, but the word of God lets us know. And so he, he felt that she was beautiful. The Egyptians looked at her and felt that she was beautiful as well. And they took her to Pharaoh. They recommended take her to Pharaoh. But Abraham said, say you my sister, say you my sister. Don't, don't, don't tell them that I'm your husband because they're going to kill me. And I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to be taken out. So tell them that I'm your brother. And God placed a, uh, a, a caused a plague to go upon the Egyptians to Pharaoh's house. Everybody was impacted. And so Abram did not know, at least at this point, or understand God's protection plan. You and I know that God was able to protect them, and that's because we're reading it after the fact. And it's easy to, to, to talk about it, you know, after you, you watch the game. You know, if you watch football, whether it's soccer or uh, European football, American football, whatever football that you're watching, it's easy for the commentators to, to talk about the game afterwards, you know, after the play has been run. It's easy to talk about it then, but they're not on the field, just like we are. Uh, they have, and the people on the field, the people that are involved are, are uh, you know, they're experts. They've reached a different level of playing ball compared to us. And so it's easy to Monday morning quarterback you know, and talk about what should have happened and different things, but you're not down there on the field. Neither are we, Abram and Sarah. So we'll never know the fear, the anxiety, or anything that they felt in that moment. And the fact that he was new, God had spoke with him and told him to get out of the land, leave your family and everybody and, and go out. This was new. This was a new experience for him. When afraid, when we're afraid, there is a tendency to act out of desperation. When we're afraid, we might, people will lie when they're afraid. People will do things that they have not done before when they are afraid. If you've ever acted out of desperation, then you know. You know if you were afraid and, and, and you may have said something or did something and you regretted it later because you know why you did it. Fear. Fear was governing you. Some of us have and, and did always uh, uh, always provide, it, it didn't always provide intended results. Acting out of fear doesn't always give you what you're looking for. And, and so uh, I'm under the persuasion that first off, you stop and you wait. You don't have to answer no one immediately. When someone want to pressure you for something, let them know that if you don't know, if you're not clear, if you need to give them an answer later, just don't allow yourself to be pressured. Avoid certain situations. If you know what you're what what is happening will cause a ripple effect. Stop. Don't go any further with it. We could talk about what Abram could have done and should have done, but let's talk about what he, what really happened. Abram and his wife and those with him um, wind up being kicked out of Egypt. And when they were kicked out, uh, they left with a few trinkets. 
you know, it, it, it's nice to have a few trinkets, but not to make those trinkets any more than what they are. It shouldn't be nothing but just that, some nice things. Things are not God. Things we carry around. Statues, people are carrying around statues, you know, uh, people are carrying around some ugly statues. Uh, they're carrying around six-armed people, women, uh, elephants, uh, pot-bellied men, uh, people standing on dragons, people with horns, uh, and believe that they have some type of influence. Those are trinkets also, but, and, but they're false idols. Uh, money. Money can is not, God is not against money, uh, but... Uh, He's against the character, the attributes and characteristics that and the spirit that comes behind certain things. And, and so those trinkets, those trinkets, as mentioned, uh, even the trinkets that was given to Abraham, meaning the money and, and different things that, that he was given. Um, don't let things influence you. A car should not influence you, you know, making you think more than what you are. They're, they're just buckets on wheels and they get old. Everything gets old after a while. The only thing that you can keep alive and spruced up and, and everything is, is a relationship. And that's what we should do. We should work on our, our relationship. Because at the end of the day, that's what we have. Our relationship with God, our relationship with one another. The Bible said in Abram, the second verse of the 13th chapter, and Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Abram and Sarah left Egypt with more than they initially had. And just like the Lord, just like the Lord plagued Pharaoh, we got him. The Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with a great plague because of, of Sarah's, Abraham's wife. I'm under the impression that he also blessed Pharaoh for his obedience and offering to Abram and Sarah. There was a blessing. There was a blessing that uh, Pharaoh, the Egyptians, would receive. Now, because of is because of Genesis, Genesis 12, 1 through 5, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. Now, here's the command, and from thy father's house. Now God is given, given, oh, thank you, Jesus. God has given this order to not just to Abram in his day and time, but God has given this order to, to uh, many, many that are listening, many that will hear later. Uh, this order that, that God has said, hey, you're going you're gonna to have to change some things. You, in order to be blessed, uh, you're going to have to reposition yourself. And so the Lord uh, said to Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. I got something for you. And from thy kindreds and thy father house and the land, I show you, I'm going to make thee a great nation. I'm going to do something with you. You may not be able to fully understand what God wants to do with you and how he's going to do it. Because many times we're looking to see how it's done. I've looked, how is this going to happen? How is it going to be done? You know, I, I have the marching orders. But how? How's this going to happen? You know, and, and so no different than, than you and, you know, and others. We look for things. We look. We look for affirmations. We look for 
for other people to validate, you know. Abram didn't have anyone to validate, but he moved. All he had was the word of God. Uh, go to where I'm going to show you. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And here we go. This is the reason I said that I'm under the persuasion. I'm under an impression that God blessed Pharaoh, just like he plagued them, that he blessed him. Because he said um, that, and I will bless them that bless thee. And I will curse them that curse thee. So Pharaoh fell under a curse because of Abram's action and saying that Sarah was his sister and the Egyptians taking him. to Abram, but they also blessed him. So just like God afflicted them, he would have also kept his word and blessed them because they didn't just give Sarah back and say, here's your wife, you know, and accept our apology, goodbye. They gave him, they gave him, they, they, they restored his wife back to him and they blessed him as well. And I don't want to get ahead of myself uh, of that, but the Egyptians were blessed. And in these shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So there is a was a blessing that was pronounced upon Abram that would trickle down from generation to generation. And we are recipients of the blessing that was pronounced upon Abraham, even in on this 18th day of January, 2023. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abram was, was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother, son, and all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten out of Haran. And they went forth into the land of Canaan and the land of Canaan they came. Now that was the scripture and my reasoning that I believe the Lord, uh, the word of God, uh, that he would have fulfilled not just half of it. Now, often people will say, you're going to reap what you sow. And they usually say it in anger. I I, I don't hear people saying that in too much in a uh, joyful tone, but it is a joyful tone. It's not one-sided. And it's certainly not limited to how a person feel in the moment. It's whatever God wants to do. And the Bible said, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So if you sow good, that's what you're going to get. You're going to reap good. You're going to get that back. And if you do bad, that will come back to you too. If we stick to doing the good, then we know good is going to come. And so even if someone does something uh, to try to harm you, uh, God knows how to turn that situation into good as well. I believe the word of God and what he said will happen. 
what he says is going to happen. So I, I'm doing my best to stay on the right path. And, uh, you know, I'm, it's an effort. Salvation is an effort. And so Paul said, uh, I fought the good fight. See, he put forth an effort. And so everybody, he said that I, I crucified his flesh daily. So that's something that that the Apostle Paul talks about. Uh, and that's something we have to do as well. Crucify this flesh daily. So it's a day by day. It's a step by step. It is not a sprint. It's not a race that we run to the end and get done. No, it is a it is a marathon. It's a marathon. So we have to take our time, pace ourselves and run this race to obtain the prize. Not to take a quick detour regarding God and, and his word, you know, believing on God's word. But uh, but I, if I was going to justify my belief in him and his word, I would have to go to Psalms uh, 138 and 2. It says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. So see, God has a special and oh my God, there is a special place uh, for his word. He magnifies his word even above his name. And we know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. We're bowing to his name now. We're not waiting. And every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. His word. His word is highly exalted above his name. Now, I don't want to go too far into that because his name is going to change one day. And you'll find that in Revelation. Um, so I won't go into that um, uh, for for this day. But his name is going to change, just like your name is going to be changing. And, and that's in the book of Isaiah as well. God is dependable. His word is dependable. His actions are unequal to anyone. His plans execute with precision. Man, I want to I want to be like him. And I believe that you want to be like him as well. Now, someone might say, well, now, wait a minute, you, you can't be God. I didn't say I want to be sovereign. And matter of fact, I didn't say I want to be God at all. But we could. Uh, but by using his word, using applying his word daily, because he gave us a command. God gave us a command. Now, Bible students, you're hearing what I'm saying, you know, and so uh, there is scriptures to validate what I am saying. And so I'm not going to challenge you tonight, but God speaks in Deuteronomy and Leviticus and other passages. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. That's a, that's his characteristic. We obtain his attributes and he said, be so that that is a command that there's a state of being We're to be holy. And I don't mean that that all of a sudden you start wearing white garments every place or anything like that. No, <laughs> that is not being holy. Being holy is is repenting of wrongdoings, changing our, our life, changing our, our character. Um, applying the word of God. In order to apply the word of God, you have to get in the word. You have to read the word. You have to listen to the word. The Bible said faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so it said that it comes from the preacher and the preacher can't preach unless he's been sent of God. And so 
Um, now there are those that, that preach the word and they're not a 100%, they're not 100 about their, their soul salvation. And the Bible uh, already has spoken to said that some are going to come in that day saying, Lord, we preached in your name. We cast out devils in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me. I don't know you. Get out of here. I'm not looking for that because the word of God is plain. It said be. It said be. So in my state of being, in my existence, in your state of being, in your existence, he said, be holy. And the only way to do that is to apply his word. And so we have to get in his word. And just like we get into other uh, areas of study, whether you're a nurse, you become a nurse by studying what needs to be done. And you pick up those characteristics. When I, when I talk to my daughter, uh, she can rattle off things about the medical that I know nothing about because she has become a nurse. And so when we uh, follow the command of be, uh, be holy, then we become holy as God is holy. And the Bible said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So it's mandatory that we be like him. All right. And then the other scripture, and I'm just going to give these two, that one and from Leviticus. And then the other scripture speaks of in John and said, uh, it said, love, it, it does not appear what we shall be, but we know when he appear, we shall be like him. And so you have to have a desire in your heart to want to be like him in order to apply his word and in order to live from day to day under uh, or as if and knowing that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. All right. Third verse. And he went on his journey from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been in the beginning. And so when they left Egypt, they went back to where they were and they were there between Bethel and High. Now, Bethel means house of God or holy or consecrated spot. Now, something spectacular occurred in Bethel. Something spectacular occurs in the house of God. No matter where you are, there's no place like God's place. I could be at home and I could be praying. I could be rejoicing, you know, resting in the Lord and feeling good and as you should. But it is not like God's house, that consecrated spot that, yes, that brick and mortar that people say is not necessary. That's not what the word of God says. God views his place so special that when Solomon prayed, he said, Lord, if the people um, get beside themselves, I'm paraphrasing, if the people get beside themselves and, and mess up, start doing things that they should not be doing, and you take them captive, you allow another nation to come and take them captive, and now they're in away from the, the house of God, if they should even just turn and face the east, if they face in the direction of where the house of God is, that you would hear their prayer and that you would forgive their sins. So see, there's something special about the house of God. And so we're talking about Bethel, which means house of God. Now, also high uh, means mass or heap or a, a mess. When you don't know, when you don't understand, when you seeing things, it, it can seem like a lot. You can be overwhelmed, a, a load to carry. 
then you're sort of like where Abram was. They went back to where they felt comfortable between Bethel and High. They went back to where they felt comfortable. They went back to a place where, uh, unto the place of the altar, because when when they came there, they uh, Abram had set up an altar, which he made the first, and there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. So when he went back to that place, you sometimes you got to go back. You got to go back to where you feel comfortable, where you knew where you were at. You he went back to familiar territory. We need to get back to some familiar territory. Uh, people are looking for so many new things. The next next greatest phase of things. It, you know, if you notice, um, even just looking at our our day and time, people went from MySpace people <laughs> to to different uh, platforms. You know, uh, even kids felt that they were entitled. You know, this is MySpace, and I can be on the internet. And you know, and some of them was was doing all right, and others would was being a little getting themselves in trouble. And they went to Facebook and they they went on and, you know, now they're at TikTok. And so I've skipped a few platforms along the way. But, you know, here they are. The next uh, great thing. With God, he's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. And he's great all the time. Yes, he is. There's things that God can do today and wow you and come back five years from now and wow you even greater than what he wowed you with and show you the same thing and just blow your mind. So you have that emoji that the text to somebody with your mind being blown. They went back to a place where he felt comfortable and he called upon the Lord. When there's uncertainty, you need to know who to call. It's okay to call the pastor. It's all right. You call the pastor, you know, uh, for, for counseling. Now, don't expect the pastor to always know everything. I certainly do not know everything. I don't claim to know everything. Nope. Some we're we gonna pray about it. We're gonna if it's we're gonna pray that the Lord's will be done. That's a safe place. The Lord's will be done. And, and so you can call the pastor, but don't expect the pastor to know everything. The pastor don't know everything. They may know some things. They may have to go and seek God for some things. Daniel, when uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and none of his um, his people could tell him what the dream was, the astrologers, the science, you know, they were very much into uh, technology of their day. And but they could not tell him and that angered him. And Daniel said, wait a minute, let me go and talk to uh, to God. Give me a couple of days. And Daniel went back to his associates that were faithful and, they, and talked to God about it. And the Lord showed Daniel in a dream. So see, Daniel didn't have the answer immediately. Don't expect the pastor to have the answer immediately. Let them pray about it. Now, you might want to text a reliable and God-fearing friend. Now, I'm specifically saying that. A reliable, somebody that's faithful unto God, and someone that feared the Lord. You might want to text them and say, hey, this is a problem going on. But before you do that, call on the name of the Lord. Before you go to the pastor, before you go to that God-fearing friend, 
Call upon the Lord. Yeah, before you talk to mom or dad, call upon the Lord. Before you pick up the phone, before you, you, you uh, type or speak that text message, call upon him. Because see, while you're pouring your heart out to him, he said, cast your cares on me because I care for you. He can be preparing the person that you contact with a legitimate answer. Whether that answer is, I don't know, we're going to pray about it. Or it or God may give them the right scripture to give you to meditate upon that's going to that's going to relieve the pressure that you're feeling. Uh, you know, I, I told the, the church at the end of uh, of uh, in December uh, to declare it's all well. When you're faced with opposition, when you're faced with different things that remember, it is all well. The Shudamite woman was uh, the, the prophet had told her she was going to have a child. She had the child. The child had grew up and was in the field with his father and the child felt sick, went back home and the child died. And she waited and she waited and she was going to find the, the man of God. And her husband said, it's not a full moon. It's not a, sac a celebration sacrifice type uh, setting. Why are you going? And she and she said, it shall be well. That was her answer to him. And when the when she was coming up on the man of God, the servant went out uh, as instructed to meet her. And he and the prophet asked her and said, is it well with your family? Yes, it, it, it is well. Is it well with your husband? Yes, it's well. Is it well with the child? The child was dead. And she said, it is well. Some things we need to just declare it's well. It's well. You're going to have to speak some things into existence as it's well. And so the fifth verse says, and Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. Now, there comes a time where separation occurs. Maybe you don't separate, but you notice that the, the one that you used to hang with, is, they don't call as often. Or, or you don't have a desire to, to call them as often. It's a separation that, that's occurring as you're seeking the Lord. You know, and so a time of separation uh, occurs and will continue to occur a time of separation so that the will of the Lord uh, can be done. It doesn't mean that, that you act in bougie, you know, and, and all stuck up or anything like that. No, it's just that uh, your focus has now become something a little different while God is molding and making you and shaping you into what he wants you to be. And so Lot, um, you know, th this was not a coincidence. Uh, one, God did not invite Lot. He didn't invite Mrs. Lot and his daughters to travel with Abram. He told Abram to get out of uh, his father's house and his kinfolks. So uh, his nephew should not have been with him, but he was. Now, Lot, as a result of Lot being with Abram, he was a recipient of blessings. He was a recipient of a number of blessings that was given to Abram. 
Now, I need you to, and I hope someone pick up on that. He hung around Abram and he was blessed. He was blessed until. Um, and so you, you ought to hang around those that are blessed. You ought to hang around those that are hearing from God. And when I say hearing from God, I don't mean that every, that they sitting there all deep, you know, and staring out the window and, uh, you know, um, and they always have, I heard the Lord say, I heard the Lord say, no, because God does not speak that much. Matter of fact, uh, God, uh, most of the time when you're reading the scripture and the Lord has spoken to someone, it has been a space of time. It, it wasn't a day to day over and over again. You know, and ministers will tell you as they are preparing for sermons, it's not a always, it's not something that they always are hearing God speak and say, tell these people that it's not that. It's because you're in the word of God and we are led as many that are led by the spirit. They're the sons of God. So leading a leading, a leading doesn't mean an audible voice. It is an unction. It is something that you feel to go in the, in a certain direction and you can validate direct that direction through the word of God. There is nothing greater than the word of God, as we had already identified, uh, that his word is lifted uh, above his name. So Lot was a recipient of a number of, of gifts because he followed Abraham. Follow those that are in communication with God. Follow those that are listening. Paul even said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so we can deter from that, that if he's not following Christ, if the person is not following Christ, don't follow them. But if they are, if they are, follow your leader. Whatever fellowship that you are part of, support your fellowship. If you are not part of a fellowship, in that word, of, that's by design of the word of God, not, not by anyone else. No one established that. God did. And that's why the Bible said, do not forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Support, support it. And so the Bible said that there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanites and the Perizzites was dwelt in the land. So there was a lot of people in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, you know, we're not going to strive. We're not going to fight over this. You know, your, your family, your family. And so look out there, check out the land, look all around you. And if you go west, I'll go east. If you go east, I'll go west. But we're not going to be fighting with each other. And so Lot looked up and he looked at Jordan and he saw that it was well watered before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and he compared it. Listen to this. Even as the garden uh, of the Lord. So there's a comparison. There's a reference there all the way back to Eden of how fruitful it was. And so he looked out and saw how fruitful it was. Like the land of Egypt, it was fruitful as thou comest unto Zara. So uh, he's comparing this. Now remember the writer of the text is, is being instructed and given information years after this have occurred. Moses, then Lot chose him all the land, uh, the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed eastward. And they separated themselves, the one from another. God bless you. Uh, my prayer is that something has been said this evening that stir your hearts up. 
that you will call upon the Lord. We, you know, that's the first person that we're going to call. We're going to call upon the Lord. And he's going to be the last person that we call, because even after we get an answer after the end of the day, whether we have an answer or not, we're still going to call upon him. But we're going to keep ringing his phone. You know how you blow somebody's phone up until you get an answer? You know, my, my son um, probably forgot, but I, I saw that he was trying to trying to call on, on my phone, which is muted. Um, and, and I didn't answer because it's not time. And, and he blew me up with a text message. Not something important. He just, I know the text said, uh, Dad, I'm just checking to see how you are and how your day went. Now, I saw that much of it. However, it's time that we're, we're calling upon the Lord. And so uh, we have to ignore everything else, put everything else aside so that God has our undivided attention. And that's what he wants. He wants our undivided attention. And I guarantee you that if you give him your undivided attention, it will bring about peace in a time of turmoil, in a time of uncertainty, you know, in a time of, of, uh, of any situation. You'll think clear. You'll think better than what you have and what you are doing when you keep your mind on him. Matter of fact, he gave that as a promise. He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. That That is the word of God. So let's keep our minds on him. Let's call upon him. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for uh, Lord Jesus, uh, uh, your word this evening, this short exhortation, and we pray and ask that you would bless each one that have tuned in Lord, I got, again, we ask that you would bless those that will be listening later. Lord Jesus, let your word season our hearts. Lord God, we want your word to stay in our hearts so that we don't sin against you. Govern us, Lord God, according to your will. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and ask that you would bless, Lord, for understanding and clarity even further in your word. We bless your holy name, Savior. Lord God, we just want to be the people that you're calling for in these last days. Lord God, we want to be the people that that are holy because you're holy. We want to be the people, Lord God, that uh, your word says happy are the people whose God is the Lord. And that's you. You're sovereign. We're not seeking you for things. You already know what we have need of. Lord God, but we're seeking you for fellowship. We're seeking you for guidance, Lord Jesus. We're seeking you, Lord God, that because uh, you said you, the, the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by you, Lord God. And so we want to follow your instructions, Lord God. And so we pray and ask that you would help us to, to walk with clarity, help us to hear. Lord God, I, I pray and ask that you would bless your people as they are, whether they're starting their day, ending their day, in the middle of their day, that you would bless them, Lord, Lord Jesus. And, and they'll testify and tell of your goodness in Jesus name. Amen. Be blessed and uh, tell somebody thank you uh, for, for tuning in and, and, and joining with us on Sunday. Lord, say the same at, at 9 a.m. Pacific time uh, for more on the word of God and what he has to say. Uh, until then, be blessed and, and share some of the broadcasts with somebody. Thank you for those that are sharing. God bless you again. 
and we will call upon his name.